Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Who is all here for Nights of Fire? Come on. Nights of Fire was awesome. I mean, I always love when God just does the miraculous. God comes in and heals. God comes in and speaks. But what I love most is when you get the tangible presence of God, because that is something that shifts me every time that I can see a healing, but oh, I can feel him and everything in my life just lifts off. All the stress, all the burdens. It's something that is always to be honored and always something that we are privileged to be, as well as that we're always honored to be we're always privileged to be in this house. Um, but it's so easy after, as Pastor Matt would say, a mountaintop moment, after a conference like that, to go back to work, to go back to your daily life and just think like, okay, well, what now? Like, you know, and it, you almost lose your, la like you become lackluster and you're losing that passion, that momentum that was created with that. And that's why I'm so honored and privileged to be up here is because God has taught me how to keep that passion, keep that hunger. And it is one of my favorite qualities and my favorite things about God. Um, and one of the best things is that our God, a lot of us can be like, oh, we have to wait till Emerge. Oh, we have to wait till next Arise Conference. Oh, we have to wait till this and that, you know, Cherish. We have to wait till junior high camp, high school camp. But the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives with us. That we don't need to wait to encounter God. That God wants to encounter us. God wants to encounter us even more than we want to encounter Him. You guys can all take a seat, unless you guys are just hyped, but, you know. Yes, it's a mix of both. I was like, gosh, everyone's still standing. This is so exciting. <laughs> oh, um, and this is one of my favorite verses in, in the whole Bible. It's the most simple verse. Yes, band, you're excused. <laughs> so good at this already. Oh, is Jeremiah 29, 13, and it says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for, search for me with your whole heart. It's my fate, one of my favorites, because it's so simple, and it gives us the heart of God, that simply you need to just run to him, that you need to hunger for him, and he is faithful to show up. That he literally sent his only son to come down here and to rip that stupid veil, to break that temple, that we could worship him and come into his presence day and night. That there is nothing holding us back now from coming into his presence. We don't need to wait for Rex Crane. We don't need to wait for Mike Maiden. We don't even wait, need to wait till next Sunday. You can do it tonight. So... Going from there, I want to give a story of what made me so hungry and made me realize that I can encounter God whenever I want to. And that is the true, te as well as that verse, that if you seek him, you will find him. And that is my testimony of how I became saved, how I encountered God, how I met Jesus. Um, I was always a very ambitious, very energetic, hungry kid. Um, 
as my mom would say, I was fighting in her womb. I was ready to get out. I came like busting out like three weeks early, like let's kick the world in the face, you know? Um, but you know, life comes in, kind of breaks you in like a horse, you know, and you start, you start losing that passion. Um, I wasn't raised Christian or anything, but um, in like, around like the age of 15, I kind of just completely gave up on God. I, uh, I only had the perception that he was wrathful, that he was angry, that he was judgmental. So I'm like, oh, I know me, I know my family. I'm gonna reject you before you reject me. And going from there, you know, I was, after I became atheist, I kind of lost the like, oh, like I have an impact on this world, you know? So I, I went into drugs, like I started going into psychedelics, started smoking weed, started drinking, started living for the weekend, living for the party, you know? And um, it was just a, it was a rough time, especially going through high school. You know, I, I mean, I graduated, guys, okay? God, God is good. God is good. Made it through. Um, yes, health and miracles, as Pastor Scott would say. Um, but then around the time when I was 18, 19, I started hungering. I started wanting purpose, you know? So I started going into some forms of spirituality, different philosophies, really experimenting with everything. And um, I started pursuing like new age and spirituality. And I say new age and I'm not talking like, oh, I, I bought some crystals. I mean, like I was seeing like a medium. I was seeing a shaman. Like I, I was in it, you know. I, that's my worst and best quality. I'm just in it to win it. So whatever, whatever it is, you know. Um, and I, I had this, I woke up one day and all of a sudden, I mean, there was, there's some backstory, but it go, it's too much time. Um, and I wake up and I go to breakfast and all of a sudden, I'm a very visual person. Like I just, God speaks to me in my mind, like through images and pictures so much. And I start having all these images of me like doing acts of violence, especially on my loved ones. And I, you know, I believed in the demonic at the time and I'm like, oh, whatever. Next day I'll be like, next day I'll be cured, whatever. And then I wasn't. And then same thing. I'm like, next day, you know, and then I wasn't. And it, this goes on for six months and I start becoming suicidal because I couldn't fathom the idea of ever hurting a loved one. And I was really doubting who I was as a person because I always had this perception that I was nice, that I was gentle. And all of a sudden, my mind is telling me otherwise, you know? All of a sudden, I'm believing that I'm my thoughts, that I'm believing what the demons are telling me, you know? So I really start stepping into just this suicide and I finally have my breakdown moment. Oh, gotta love the breakdowns. And I came, I came to my mom and I finally got open and I was like, hey, this is what I've been dealing with, blah, blah, blah. Uh, give it up for moms real quick. They're the reason we're all saved. Love mamas, love mamas. Um, and she just is like, go pray to God. Not the universe, pray to God. And, and I'm like, all right, I am desperate. Like, I'll do it. I'll do anything, you know? And I go downstairs. I get on my knees. And I'm, you know, it was, a, it was a weak prayer. But we're like, I'm just like, God, if you're real, now's the time. Like, if there was any time to touch me, to save me, now's the time. And for the first time in those six months, I felt peace and I felt rest. And it wasn't from weed or TV or anything like that. It was from 
God. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, that works. Like, all right, we're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep trying that. And I, uh, I start hearing sermons about the gospel of peace, the gospel of love. I start hearing the true gospel, the gospel of grace, the gospel of forgiveness. And I start believing in God's mercy and everything starts shifting. And then I have my first encounter ever with God. And it was beautiful. It was actually really scary. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I got like thrown out of my body and I was walking just in this thick fog, just this thick darkness. And I'd never felt so alone in my life. I was terrified. And I just, I didn't know where I was going. It felt like I was on the path to hell. I still can't explain it. Um, and I just cried out. It was, I didn't even think my spirit like cried out. And it was just like, God, get me out of this, save me. And I'm yours forever, done. And just like that, light literally grabbed me and I felt love and comfort. And he threw me back into my body. And the best part is, I mean, I haven't smoked weed or vaped since then. But that is not the best. But that day, he delivered me. Yeah, Lilo knows what I'm talking about, huh? But that day, he delivered me from a spirit of suicide, a spirit of violence. That was the true deliverance. That was the true God story. And see, that's the best part, is I was alone on the couch. I didn't even have a pastor in my life. I didn't even have a community in my life. See, we don't need to... We don't need a Rex Crane. We need Jesus. We need God. Don't get me wrong. We need community. Don't get that twisted. We need community. And I'm sitting there. Yes, and we honor Rex Crane. We honor Mike Maiden. I'm just, I'm coming in to put it into perspective because sometimes we can exalt people a little more, you know. But I, I cry out, you know, and I get real. And I'm like, all right, Jesus, like, I need you to really show yourself. I'm like, I'm like, all the progress I've seen is because of people who believe in Jesus. I'm like, I'm still a little rocky on that front. So, you know, show me, show me that. And I just cried out for that. And, you know, we go to our first service as a family and they're doing the worship thing. And I'm like, all right, this is weird. You know, I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I sit there, I put my hands up and next thing I know, I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'm literally crying without control, and my body's shaking, and my body's trembling, and I just get the most beautiful vision of Jesus, and he's saying, come to me. Come to me. And it literally wrecked me. Like, my body didn't have a choice. It just had to react that way to seeing the king of glory. Um, and going from there, I was like, all right, God, I'm all in. That ambitious kid came back to life, you know. I was resurrected. So I'm like, all right, what do I got to do? I'm like, I don't know. There's a ministry, tech school. Let's do it. You know, it's something. And that was my church, you know. And then we find Awaken, and I come in. And it's my first service ever. My parents came the week before. I was skiing, and they're like, it's really good. And I was like, all right, I'll trust you, you know. And I'm sitting there, and I start getting downloads from God. And he's like, all right, these next six months are going to be like acceleration. You're going to get planted. You're going to start serving, blah, 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 you know. And then Pastor Matt gets up here. He's all, kid in the blue beanie. I'm like, you know. And then he just says the exact same thing, like, these next six months, acceleration, you know. And I'm like, it, like, rocked me. And I was like, I was like, okay, like, confirmation much, you know. So I went with it, and I just jumped in as 
when Pastor Matt was honoring me, like I just jumped in, instantly started serving. Started DNA that Sunday because I came on a Wednesday and started serving. Went, you know, it's all waking you. I was like, I need to be there. Um, and it has been such a privilege, such a journey. Um, my message title is called Keep Reaching. Pastor Scott, I'm going to be an amateur because I got to see it. Okay, it's good. It's good. It's good. Michael, you're amazing. Production team is all amazing. Give production team a shout. They allow, they allow for us to be a church of excellence, so we honor them. Um, and I just want to, I want to jump right into like my points on how to keep that momentum, how to keep that fire, because those conferences are important because we set expectation and God moves on expectation. So we need to keep that expectation. We need to keep that momentum going. The first step is to know his nature, to know his nature, because to keep momentum, to keep fire and pursuit of God, you need to know who you're pursuing. So many people, including Christians, including me in the past, including that, they get this view that God is wrathful, angry, judgmental. You know, you'll read the Old, the Old Testament, and if you're not reading with the Holy Spirit, it's easy to think that, you know? But that is the least of all God's qualities, that above all else, he is love, love itself, and he is merciful, and he is kind, and he is a good father. That Lamentations 22 to 23 says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercy never ceases. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. That he loves us so much that he is always ready to give us a fresh start. That his anger is nothing compared to his mercy. That Jesus Christ came and he saved us and redeemed us and brought us, made us righteous. And he wanted to embrace us for eternity. But the best part is, is he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. That as it says in John 10, 10, he came to bring us life and life abundantly. That our God is an eternal God. Our God is a God outside of time. And our life could seem but a moment's notice, but a blink of an eye to him. But he said, no, I want the best for my kids, even in that life. That I don't want them to wait till heaven to experience my riches, to experience my abundance. That rather, I want to give it to them in that life that I want them to know me even before they get to heaven. That is how good our God is. That is the God that we pursue. That is the God that we stay on fire for. Psalm 103, verse 2. This is one of my favorite verses as well. I got a lot of favorites. Um, David writes, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I was reading King James. Let me make sure it's the same. It is. Okay. Um, that was another funny thing about Pastor Matt's uh, prophetic word. He got it in King James, and he, he doesn't read King James. But I did, and I was like, oh, that works, you know? Um, but this is so beautiful. And David had, I love Psalms, because David writes with such divine revelation. But he wrote because he knew that you're always in this turmoil where the world, where your daily problems, where your job wants to get you to focus on that rather than focus on God. And he is literally commanding his soul, commanding his mind to be in remembrance, to be in remembrance of his goodness, of his benefits, to be in remembrance that he is a good God, that he is faithful, that he is the same God who raised a shepherd boy to be king, the same God who forgave him when he did something so wrong 
to one of his friends, one of his commanders, that we need to always be in remembrance of what God benefits us with because he is a good God. Um, Second step, second point, and this one's a question. Will you settle or will you reach? God craves interaction with his children. And like I said, he wants us to encounter him more than we want to encounter him. He loves us more than we love him. He wants us more than we want him. That even the rocks are crying out. Meanwhile, we're over here like, oh, I'll wait till a rise conference next year to encounter him. That we don't understand quite what we have in us. That like I said, that spirit rests in us. And we can encounter him every day and every night. And especially when I say encounters, I'm, ta- I'm talking from the little ones to the big ones. But what I really want to focus on is those big ones, those ones that your minds can't comprehend. Like I still can't comprehend my first few and I still, every encounter I have with God is completely different, completely unique because I'm growing in intimacy. I'm seeing sides of him that I've never seen. And that is our ultimate goal is to grow in more intimacy with him. And that is to see sides of him that you don't see, you know, like I'm, Obviously, my mom knows more sides of me than some stranger because we're more intimate. And that is what God wants, is intimacy. Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, the life, the bread of life, the living water. He constantly is comparing himself and associating himself with life because he is the way to eternal life. And he also created life. But what's so beautiful that the Holy Spirit was talking to me about is um, one of the one of the criterias in biology for something to be living, and he's considered the living God. We call him the living God because he's living, breathing, still working, still loving. And one of the criterias for something to be living is that it's able to reproduce, it's able able to grow. And see, if we can understand that, that if you can touch Jesus, if you can come into his presence, that the life that he carries, that everything he carries from the riches, from the peace, it will reproduce in you. It will grow in you. That the woman with the issue of blood, she knew if I can just reach and grab his garment, life will come into me. That the death I have dealt with for years, for years will leave. That I can be in community again. That that life will reproduce itself. So once again, I ask, will you settle or will you reach? It's in the reach. It's in the, I'm not going to settle, God, that I'm going to constantly reach for you because I know if I can grab your garment, that life will come into me. That even with my weak prayers, I was like, God, you know, I'm reaching, I'm reaching. And like that verse says, he's faithful to come and show himself to us. And he showed himself to me and life touched me where my whole life shifted, that I was revived, that I became that ambitious kid again, that I was ready to make an impact again. Because in his presence, sickness is demanded to leave. In his presence, demonic oppression is, has to leave. In his presence, healing comes. That a lot of the times we're like, oh, you know, we need this We need this great man of God, but he is the healer. God is the healer. We honor and respect every man of God, every woman of God that puts in the sacrifice, puts in that. But you have the answer too. You have him too. And I want to remind you on the other side of your hunger, on the other side of your reach is your breakthrough. So how how are you going to stretch? Are you going to settle and be like, oh God, I'm reaching. 
I'll see you at Emerge. Or are you gonna be like, God, I'm going home tonight and I'm gonna pray like I've never prayed before. I'm gonna read my Bible like I've never prayed before. All right, I'm doing all right on time. Um, I, one of my favorite encounters, um, this last December, I, I felt that burning. I felt that burning in my heart starting to diminish and it was the scariest thing of my life. And, you know, I had that voice just being like, oh, you're just getting used to it. You know, you're just getting, you're just getting comfortable with church. And I, I did not settle. I was, my spirit was so grieved. I was like, no, God, I want maturity with you, but I want that youthful burning like a fresh relationship. I want that young love in my heart. I never want that fire to burn out. So I cried out, I cried out, and I decided, okay, God, I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sow a seed every day of the fast. I'm gonna pray because I knew that my provision that God has given me is nothing compared to the provider, to being in the provider's presence. And then I knew that my sacrifice of not eating, that, my, that the food that I was setting aside is nothing compared to the food that he brings me. So I gave it my all. First day, I didn't see breakthrough. You know, I didn't. Second day, I didn't see breakthrough. But on the last day, January 1st, as I broke my fast, I felt the Spirit of God touch me. I felt my spirit quickened. I felt that, as it says in Isaiah, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I felt that renewing. I felt that renewing. I was like, oh, I'm mounted up on wings like eagles. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And I, I, ran, I ran down to my room. I was like, I can't, I can't lose this, you know? I ran down to my room and I praised and I worshiped and God fell on me and he spoke such beautiful things to me. And that fire, I felt it rekindled. And I was like, it was God reminding me, you don't have to settle that if you reach for me, I will constantly be faithful to show up. And I want to throw in this little God story that this January, I had the most encounters, big encounters with God that I have ever had, as well as I've had most, more prayers answered in January than I have ever had, as well as most visions and dreams, dreams with Jesus, visions that are like way bigger than me that I'm like, whoa, God, like who am I to see this, you know? And it's because I just keep reaching. My third step is to walk in it. Walk in it. When you encounter God and you get into his presence and it's so thick and it's so heavy and he's speaking, he reveals himself unto you in greater measure, but he also reveals you in greater measure. That you begin to understand who he created you to be and who you are meant to be. And it's so easy to just... I mean, Mike Maiden shared a beautiful testimony of a prophet saying, you're going to write two books, you know, and he blew it off. And God quit speaking to him. And he was like, well, you know, I spoke to you and you didn't respond. You didn't steward it. You know, what do you want me to do? And what, I think he's written 20 books now, like 10 times the amount that he was spoken over. And that's what I mean by walking in it. And also walk in the community, walk, get in a community that people are burning for God, that people are keeping that fire going. That I, I would love to honor all my amazing best friends like Onda, Elijah, Reuben, that, you know, Noah, you know, like 
that when those times have come, when I feel like that fire is diminishing, I can trust that they're gonna be there to help raise me up and show me the goodness of God again. And to get into men's prayer, get into church, the reason I just jumped right in is because any excuse for me to get in the presence of God, I wanna be there. I still make jokes about going to cherish prayer. You know, I'm like, I still make jokes all the time, like, you know, might as well go to the women's prayer too. Get that, get that double portion. And it's because I want to constantly be in that presence. Like Pastor Matt said, when two or three are gathered, he is here. His presence is here. And that is why it's so important that we surround ourselves in community. I've had some of the most bizarre, my most bizarre encounters by myself. But the community encounters, when I'm with the junior high team and all that, it's just, oh. And they are the ones that give me the strength to keep going, to keep my fire burning. So walk in it. Walk in the community. Walk in the church. And walk in what was prophesied over you. Walk in, walk in the healing that God gave you. That it's so easy, like the guy at Bethesda, you know, Jesus said, take up your mat and walk. He could have ignored that and stayed on that mat of complacency, stayed on that mat of poverty, you know? But no, he said, hey, this dude said I'm healed. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna throw this mat that I have been suffering on for years. That when you get those prophetic words, you know, like all our amazing worship team, you know, with that fresh creativity, that new song, we gotta walk in it, that we are gonna start walking towards that. Even if we may not believe it, we're saying, hey, God spoke it, I'm just gonna walk towards it and I'm gonna see it. Um, before I do what I wanna do next, um, where is Catherine? There you are. The amazing, beautiful Catherine. Um, in worship, I felt God say new beginnings over you. And I saw, it was like a three month period that God is gonna sh like give you extra potency in your prayers almost, that you're gonna actually see that God hears every word of your prayer. And you're gonna see a shift in your finances, I believe around March 17th. I saw a clover, that you're gonna see new beginnings in your finances, new beginnings in your job, fresh promotion. And I saw your beautiful, amazing son, I should say handsome, he's just, you know, man. But your amazing, handsome son, Anthony, and I just, God was speaking to me about how special he was. And I, I saw just this imagery of him walking upstream. And I felt God say, I have, I have a different path set for him. That where others are gonna be taking the easy way, he's taking the hard way, but it's gonna glorify me in the most amazing ways. So God, I thank you for the blessings on her finances, God. I also thank you for the shift in her prayers, God, that she is gonna see your faithfulness. I also thank you for the call of God on Anthony's life. God, may you forever be with him, God. I thank you for the angels that surround him. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Um, I, wanna, I wanna open up the altar for those that are hungry for a fresh encounter, those that are saying, God, I'm gonna reach for you. Those that are saying, I'm done settling for what's been in my life, that I know that if I can get in your presence, these thoughts will leave. That if I can get in your presence, peace is my portion. That if I can get in your presence, my lift should shift forever. That this is a moment that I'm dedicating, that God is dedicated for you to encounter the great I am. Every version of the Bible, when 
Moses asked, you know, what's your name? And he says, I am who I am. The King James Version, I know guys, I'm weird. It says, I am that I am. And it's so poetic to me because when you say, God, I need a healer, he says, I am that. When you need a provider, God says, I am that. When you need a father, God says, I am that. That I, that if you wanna encounter the great I am, I want you to come up to the altar right now, but I want your eyes focused on the provider and not the provision you need. I want your eyes focused on the healer and not the healing that you need. Because it is in his presence that everything shifts. It is in his presence that your world turns. And band, if you guys would just sing that last song, it would be amazing. Because God is gonna just touch all of us right now. Uh, I'd like to open with prayer first. Uh, Holy Spirit, just fall on us now. I thank you that I don't have to argue my way into your presence, that you wanna encounter every single one of us, God. Breathe on us now, Lord. I thank you that you are faithful, that you are good. Surround us, encompass us like you never have before. Speak to us, give us vision over our life. Encounter us with your healing power, with your miracle power, Lord, that we, look, we cast our eyes onto you, not on what we need, but you, because you are what we need, that everything comes out of the fruit of you. I thank you, God. But I just want to let everyone be in his presence right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.